0: Are back yep. on the dirty, ugly wrestling podcast. My name is Dirty Mike. And I'm the big ugly. And we are on. Right. Thank We're literally on the road. We we are. And I was just hearing uh, the young lady talking. We'll have to give her a name. Uh, we are on the road to WrestleMania. And uh, all of the excerpts of this podcast, we will be putting into one big podcast. We are literally on the road. CM Funk is back there. How you doing, CM Funk? I am doing
1: fantastic. I am enjoying the drive on the road to WrestleMania.
0: And you are also sporting the new dirty, ugly wrestling merchandise. Right here, you can. Everybody can see it. Everybody, I can't see it. <laughs> I can't see it. And, but but it's a, it is a sweatshirt. We've got the hat. Uh, we've got the. Um, the the I'll, say I'll call them business cards. They're not business cards. They're more like flyers. Promo cards. Promo cards. We're going to be flying, and it's going to be great. And also driving the uh, big monstrous vehicle that we have going on right here is we, we call him Mikey Mike. We can call him Frock Lesnar. Whatever you want to call him, Mikey Mike. How you doing? I'm doing great, guys. I'm glad to be here. This is going to be a great trip. Man, it's going to be a great trip. Thanks for driving us in this uh, large um, assault-based vehicle. I don't even know what you want to call this. This is Enjoy a dirty ugly wrestling limo. The limo. I don't know. The limo. All right. Throwing, throwing things out there. See what sticks. <laughs> throwing it out there. Well, we're going to be beginning this road. We're going to listen to a little bit of WrestleMania mix that I got happening on the iPod. Uh, you know, we happen to be on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, and uh, MySpace. You know, for those five people, we appreciate you. Also, like us on Facebook. It says that on the promo card, CM Funk. That, that is awesome. Uh, and uh, Big Ugly, this is your first WrestleMania. Yeah, this is my first WrestleMania, man. Really excited. And Mikey, Mike, this is your first WrestleMania live and in person. We should have a great day. And that way. It's going to be uh, maybe a little cloudy, maybe a little overcast, but it shouldn't be any precipitation. It um, should be like upwards to 60 degrees plus. Um, uh, and, and we're going to be in the
1: Dirty Ugly Wrestling uh, box, sky yeah. box, so we won't even need to worry
0: about the weather. We so. won't. It, it, it's more. Uh, it, it's very much like the club level of uh, MetLife, but it's it's our box. This is what it is. Uh, so a little on, later on in this drive. Right turn. Thank you. Actually, you're oh, okay. I'm just gonna take this. All right. I mean, I know exactly where we're at. I live here. So um, Which way? I mean, you're good. Just follow what she's saying. It's okay. because <laughs> um, we're about to go back to the um, we're about to go hit the estates. Yes. In, in a little bit here. Yeah. Right. Right here in um, Nottingham, Maryland. Mm-hmm. A little bit later on in this podcast, uh, we're going to be talking about the preview to Wrestlemania. We've got about 47 matches that are happening tomorrow. Um, It's a long card. Uh, Why don't we, uh, did anybody watch NXT TakeOver New York? I was just going to ask that. I did not watch it. Okay, you did not watch it. How about you,
1: CM Funk? You sent me a text message. I did. I did, in fact, watch it. I did watch it, yes.
0: Lucky Mike, did you see any of it? Did not. Did not. Um, yeah. I will tell you, it was. Smile. make a right turn. Yeah, we'll, we'll be okay. It's going to take us the traffic. same way. Um, yeah, you're gonna. I think you're gonna make a right here yeah. at the next light. So, anyway, it was a good show. Great kickoff to the road to WrestleMania. Awesome All five right. matches. Uh, I, there was not a come down match in the bunch. There was not a
1: come down match. Uh, 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 it, was, it was wonderful, top to bottom. Uh,
0: before we do do you want to talk about the big signing that nxt just made yesterday Oh, fantastic
1: signing for nxt they just signed kushida Ah. who had previously been in new japan wrestling he's Ah. one of the top uh cruiserweights light heavyweights in the entire world so awesome signing that was fantastic, and and it was a great show. Uh, all five matches. So, was he?
2: I'm sorry, was he on the show?
1: He was in the uh, crowd. Yeah, they they panned to him. They showed him at the contract signing early in the day with Triple H and uh, Regal, and then the, he was there in the crowd. And uh, he's pretty cool. He has this whole like Back to the Future kind of gimmick thing that he does, and all this this time
0: jump thing and all it's pretty pretty cool and he's fantastic in the ring uh can't wait that's gonna be uh the next level of nxt because we had a couple of uh just as we do at nxt takeover every year at wrestlemania a couple of people with their swan songs ricochet and alistair black had a fantastic match they lost against the war raiders but uh man what a match and what a way to say goodbye oh they they got a
1: Awesome! Awesome! Standing ovation at the very end. Uh, War Raiders left. Actually, War Raiders bowed to them, they did. and then left the ring and let uh, Ricochet and
0: Black have their moment. And the crowd just went nuts for both of them. Totally so. broke character. Everybody did. It was really, really good. But a great hard hitting match between all four of them. Uh, great. And Ricochet and Aleister Black will be in uh, WrestleMania, uh, fighting for the Raw Tag Team Championship. So they they have no, double Smackdown tag is team. It Smackdown?
1: Ch- Smackdown.
0: Oh wait, the Raw Tag Team Championship is. Um, it's the revival against Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Yes, the streak,
1: I believe, will come to an end oh at WrestleMania God. or in the pre-show. The streak.
0: <laughs> the kickoff show. I'm sorry. I got this all mixed up. I don't have any of my notes here. We're just going on the fly. Um, what is all that traffic on 43? I'm not understanding yeah, this. I'm
3: realizing I should have just gone straight,
0: like uh, you said. Yeah. I mean, that's okay. I mean, we'll, we'll get there eventually. I mean, we yeah, can I, go back that way. I, if you want to go straight through this light. we can just go down Silver Spring. It'll be much you, easier. Let's just go straight. Trust me. Uh, I don't know what happened on forty three, is but that's not. Oh, uh, like, that might be why. Yeah. There's an ambulance. Um. Anyway, that's 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 more of it. Let's talk about this. Uh, what else did we have? Well, we also had uh, we had the Velveteen Dream defending the North American Championship, and against um Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle, the original, bro. bro. Uh, first of all, hard hitting match, great stuff, all good stuff. You can make a right. Go ahead and make a right. I saw the highlights
2: of uh, the Dream hawking up on Matt Riddle, which I thought was pretty cool. Oh,
0: it was fantastic.
1: Uh, and, and I will say, Matt Riddle worked his rear end off in that match, and Velveteen Dream just played uh, the guy getting beat down the entire match and just snuck the win out at the end. It was fantastic. It was awesome.
3: Okay. I was going to take
0: 695. Before. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to 95 north. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, north. Scenic route. So, yeah, there, there was, there's a couple of different ways to get there from here, but you can do it from here because this will take you all the way to take the exits to 95. for 95 Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, that was great. The original bro and uh, Velveteen Dream gave the fist bump at the end of the match. He did Hulk up. It was really a, a great match. The next match on the card was the one I was most imp- uh, impressed with and, and actually looking forward to. The Bruiserweight Pete Dunn defending the United Kingdom Championship against Walter. That is the best gimmick ever. Just the name.
2: His name is Walter. His
0: name is Walter. All caps, though. All caps. He is the Austrian (laughs) ring general. Oh, my God. Uh, That was was as hard-hitting as I've ever seen. And the Bruiserweights' 685-day reign as champion came to an end. Walter... Barely, um, well, I don't say barely. Uh, that match was hard hitting. It was
1: hard hitting, and the best part about it was the finish was Walter off the top rope with a big splash to win the whole thing. Like Austrian- after all the just pounding that they did on each other
0: and the broken fingers and yeah. everything. Oh man, that was awesome. I, I loved every second of it. And uh, you know, Big Ugly and Monkey Mike or Frock Lesnar or whatever you want to call. Uh, you know, gotta gotta check this out on the WWE <laughs> Network whenever you get a chance. <laughs> It's very well worth I like Mikey Mike better. I don't know that's fr- fine. That's. Frock fine. Lesnar just kind of sounds like, uh, I understand where you're coming from with it, but the word frock just doesn't, it's not doing it for me. That's all good. I mean, uh, I, I like Mikey Mike. It's much more fun. Fine. But anyway, uh, if you come up with any other names, it's all you. I mean, we Big Ugly, we came up with our names uh, at uh, SECU, kind of working in the back. And we were like, what would we call ourselves if we were wrestling personalities? Yeah. And you were like, I'm the Big Ugly. And I'll be like, all right, I'm Dirty Mike. (laughs) So we're Dirty and Ugly. And guess what happened? Three years later, we are still here. This is our three-year anniversary, Big Ugly.
2: It really is, man. It it doesn't even feel like that much time has gone by, but it's been a blast.
0: Oh, it just goes by in a flash. And this weekend's going to go by in a flash, but we're going to enjoy every second of it. we got 24 quality waters. We've got 12 brisk iced teas, baby. Adam Cole, baby. Um, And and CM Funk has provided us with a lot more – stuff as well we appreciate you uh, let's see what else we have the, the fatal four way match for the women's championship uh, that would be Shayna Baszler defending against Io Shirai Kyrie Sane and Bianca Belair uh, that was that was that was good I, I can't say it was good uh, it was four ways it didn't seem slop, sloppy or rushed or anything CM Funk what would you think about that
1: um, I, I thought it was good. Uh, I, I enjoyed Io Shirai. I think she stole the match, like, you know, stole the show for that whole match. Um, and she should because she's probably the best and most accomplished wrestler of the four. But uh, all four ladies did a great job in the ring. And uh, the finish was perfect with uh, Shayna capitalizing on other people's uh, work and mistakes.
0: So Exactly. I agree with that 100%. I think it was – there was no come-down match on their show. That was – showcasing all four women uh that was great and I think they did a really good job of uh, promoting Wrestlemania for the next day because each segment had a different something to promote for Wrestlemania I thought it was really good uh so and Shayna
2: Baszler retained
0: retain. yep she sure did uh also uh I gotta give a shout out to uh Mauro Ranallo I, I just I love Mauro Mama <laughs> Mia. oh man he got into everything I thought he would be blown up he never gets blown up uh he was fantastic Vic Joseph is the voice of NXT UK. Is he United? Is he British? I have no idea. I just think they just stuck him over there because they had nothing else to do with He doesn't sound British, no. so I'm going with no. Uh, yeah, Nigel McGuinness, he sounds British because he is. Um, and then the main event for the vacant NXT championship. Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano, Johnny Takeover. Uh, facing Adam Cole. Bay. Baby! Bay. Bay. Uh, just you couldn't ask for anything more out of a two out of three falls match. Uh, you know, first fall, uh, Adam Cole won. Johnny Gargano got the second one, and then Johnny Gargano won the whole thing. And uh, I just can't say enough about that match. It was re- it was thirty minutes. It was perfectly timed out. It was a great match, hard hitting, uh, psycho- psychological storytelling, and then also the uh, undisputed era got involved. So,
1: and and the the first two falls were perfect because they were there was nothing super exciting about them they were just they were good solid matches the third fall though if you're going to watch any portion of that just watch the third fall it is absolutely amazing all of the close finishes false finishes like you said uh the ue getting involved in it and uh and then how about the very end up on the the main stage i
0: I, I, ho- I hoped for it I hoped for it was coming So as they were going away sh- Saying goodbye for the night Tommaso Ciampa with the neck brace Walks out on the stage And totally out of gimmick Totally out of character And hugs Johnny And Johnny's out there with his wife as well uh, and, and I'm like you know, This is exactly how all of the other NXT pay-per-views have ended They have Johnny or Tommaso up at the top of the ramp And then the other one comes out from the back And attacks the other one But I was like Okay Tommaso's not going to do that this time <laughs> Uh, It was a totally feel-good moment, and everything was great. Please watch it on the WWE Network. Uh, We are almost at Interstate 95, and that should take us to where we need to go. And in in a couple of hours, we're going to go, and we're going to watch the Hall of Fame, Big Ugly?
2: Yes, sir.
0: Uh, Anybody you're specifically looking forward to in the Hall of Fame, Big Ugly? Uh, DX would be that. DX. Who's going to induct DX, guys? Do we know that? That's a great question.
1: I, I actually have a thought on that um, you have a thought. yeah, well, I have a humorous thought, and then I have like a humorous, re, like, Hugh Morris? Uh, like Hugh Morris and then a and then a real thought. so my humorous thought is Sergeant Slaughter should induct them, yeah. and he should be wearing the spit shield
2: yes. that, that would be that'd be perfect.
1: yeah that, that would be good and then my my real thought is um I've totally forgotten oh, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin since he was like kind of their arch rival basically and on there's not a whole lot of other people to me that make sense outside of DX. What about Eric Bischoff? What about Nation of Domination? Oh. Oh, the Nation. They, they were a big, uh, you
0: know, a feud going on yeah. that uh, attitude era. Hmm. That would be good. That would be cool. I I, I like uh, Eric Bischoff, Nation of Domination, Stone Cold Steve Austin, anybody is uh, good. We know a couple of inductees. Uh, the Honky Tonk Man's getting inducted by the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. Yep, yeah, that's very good. Uh, awesome. We know Brutus the Brutus the effing (laughs) barber I was about to say Uh, Thank you uh, Bruce Prichard and uh, and, uh, Conrad Thompson And they, uh, he is getting inducted by the one and only Immortal WWE Hall of Famer Hulk Hogan Uh, So that's going to be good And I believe Dana Warrior is inducting the uh, Warrior Award On the uh, young lady who's been there for a long time uh, behind the scenes So other than that, I don't know um, I, I, my, my guess
1: is, like, Natalia or somebody would induct the Hart Foundation. That makes sense. You know. Um, uh, and then, oh, uh, the beefcake thing. I'm thinking Hogan comes out first to induct beefcake first. Like, just to pop the crowd and get them, get them psyched up for the Hall of Fame. That will
0: pop the crowd. And hopefully the Hall of Fame is not six hours long this year. Uh, they need to keep that down and run it like a show, two and a half hours, three hours. That's it. Um, and then get it done. Get it out of there. So, the Hall of Fame. Who, who inducts Harlem Heat? Oh, Harlem Heat. What about, um, well, uh, what about what's, what's uh, the name of uh, Booker T's wife? Charmel? Charmel? Queen Charmel, maybe? That could work. Uh, yep. I, I couldn't I could do that. Um, that would be good. I know Harlem Heat's very exciting as far as uh, an inductee as well. And China finally going in with DX. It's, it's going to be a great night. Torrey Wilson, you know. Uh, that, that's it's going to be a great night and then WrestleMania. I tell you what, the next part of our podcast we'll do the WrestleMania preview. And we'll do that a little bit later on or, or maybe even tomorrow. But uh big ugly, what do you say we turn the Zoom recorder off and enjoy this wonderful ride. Yeah, man. Let's enjoy this road Mikey to WrestleMania. Mike us. So, uh, we're going <laughs> to the road to WrestleMania, which right now is hopefully this isn't the road the traffic to WrestleMania yeah. because that would take a while. But we're okay. We're going to be back with the next part of this podcast. And uh, enjoy whatever you're doing because we're gonna enjoy the ride. Ooh, maybe it's just something that you can only... We are back! Ugh. Excuse me. <laughs> See, that was that uh, mashed potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> I... This is a lot. Yes, thank you. We are back on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Once again, my name is Dirty Mike.
2: I'm the big ugly.
0: Sitting in the back seat is the one and only. CM Funk. Sitting in the front seat driving is the one and only. Mikey Mike. Rock Less than... (laughs) (laughs) Mikey Mike. Hey, uh, we are uh, more than halfway on the road to WrestleMania. We are headed into, uh, you know, just coming into New Jersey on the New Jersey Turnpike. It is a great time so far. Uh, We all just had a pit stop because, you know, we had to take care of uh, the nation of urination. And uh, then uh, we had to grab a bite to eat. And we did it. Uh, And we had a good time. So everybody having a good time so far? Yeah. Okay. Big ugly? It's a bit fickle. Why? (laughs) Fickle. Fickle. Hey, we thought we would talk on the road to WrestleMania a little bit about WrestleMania because we've been talking about it all the way up here and we have not been recording so far. So let's do a little recording and talk about WrestleMania. Let's just go down the card and just talk about just straight predictions. We've, we've gotten the stories. We know the stories all the way going up. Let's go from top to bottom. The main event for the WWE winner take all women's championship. It is going to be Charlotte, the current SmackDown champion, against Ronda Rousey, the current Raw champion, against Becky Lynch. Uh, All in the main event. Mikey, Mike, let's start with you. Who's going to win? Charlotte Flair. Okay, CM Funk.
1: Becky Lynch. Big
0: Ugly? Becky Lynch. Uh, I'll go with Becky Lynch as well. And uh, so let's see what happens when we talk about it on the way home. How about for the WWE Universal Championship? We have the uh, Brock... Brock Lesnar, the Beast incarnate against the Beast Slayer, Seth Rollins. Big Ugly, let's start with you.
2: Uh, I'm going to go with Brock Lesnar on this one. Brock
0: Lesnar. Sam Funk? Seth Rollins. How about you, Mikey Mike? Brock Lesnar. I would love to see Brock Lesnar win. I'm I'm sorry, Seth Rollins win, but I have a feeling it's going to be Brock Lesnar. So, moving on. The WWE Championship. The new Daniel Bryan, the current champion, against... The uh, Kofi of the Kingston of the New Day, uh, Sam Funk,
1: hashtag Kofi Mania.
0: You really do believe in that, don't you? I
1: really do believe in that. Yes, Mike, I Mike. do. Uh,
0: um,
3: Daniel Bryan, big ugly. No, no, no. I'm changing. Uh oh, Kofi Kingston. Okay.
2: So I would love love for Kofi to win, but I just feel like they're going to keep the strap on Daniel Bryan.
0: And I have the same thing as you, big ugly. That's what I think. Uh, exactly the same, Daniel Bryan. Let's go the other way. The Intercontinental Championship. The demon, Finn Balor, against the almighty Bobby Lashley and his headband sometimes, which he doesn't wear anymore, which I'm happy about. Um let's see. Mikey Mike? Finn Balor. No the demon. Doubt. You got demon. it. See him The Demon. demon. Alright, big ugly?
2: The demon doesn't demon. lose. Wait, 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 what did you say? The demon does not lose.
0: Oh, okay, I was about to say <laughs> I thought you, okay, yeah, and I'm uh one, we're all 100 percent on that. The demon is the new Intercontinental Champion. How about the United States Championship? Samoa Joe against uh, defending against perhaps Rey Mysterio, but if Rey Mysterio is hurt, you never know who it's going to be. So is it Samoa Joe or his opponent? CM Punk?
1: I'm going to stick with Joe. That guy.
0: Got Joe. How
2: about you, Big Ugly? Uh Yeah, I'm going to stay with Joe. Joe retains. Okay.
1: Mikey, Mike, Change his hands.
3: Change his hands for whoever is going to be the opponent, right? It's conditional. I need to know who the opponent is.
0: If it's Rey Mysterio, I think he wins... If it's not, get back to me. If it's Rey Mysterio, I think Samoa Joe retains. If it's somebody else, I think they could throw in a surprise. But for the most part, I say Samoa Joe. All right. Uh, let's talk about the Raw Tag Team Championships. I believe that's the revival against Hawkins and Ryder. CM Funk, I know I'm starting with you.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm going with the uh, the winless streak to end at WrestleMania on Sunday. So uh, give me uh, Hawkins and Ryder. All right,
3: Mikey Mike. Oh, God. Um... I'll go with
0: Hawkins and Ryder. Okay.
2: Big uh, give me Hawkins and Ryder for
0: $200. alright right. I'm going I'm to go against the grain and just say the Revival because they are a very pure tag team, even though that means nothing on the main roster. I'm going to go with the Revival. Uh, let's switch gears to the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. You've got the, uh, the champions who right now, I believe they're still the Usos, right? Correct. Okay. And defending against Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev. And also defending against the bar, Sheamus and Cesaro. And also defending against Ricochet and Alistair Black, Monkey Mike. Alistair Black. All right, Alistair Black and Ricochet taking it. You I'm, uh, oh. I'm. I'm a, sorry, CM Punk. Yeah.
1: CM okay. Punk. Well, hey, why not? Yeah. So, somebody there? talk. Um, I'm actually going to go with Alistair Black and Ricochet too. Wow. Big ugly.
2: Yes, I would like to take uh, Alistair Black and Ricochet.
0: Man. See, they lost the TakeOver, so they have every reason to win at WrestleMania. They need to win. There's they no reason to. for anybody else to win. Let's do it. Ricochet and Alistair Black. Right. Uh, let's see. Where do we go from here? Shane McMahon and The Miz in a Falls Count Anywhere match. CM Punk.
1: Uh, Miz because Shane dies jumping off something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: I think The Miz is the obvious winner for this one. Mike,
0: Mike. Miz like it. Jemiz is the best in the world, Shane O'Mac is definitely not. How about the no-holds-barred match Triple H and Batista, Mikey Mike, I'm starting with you. Uh, this is a tough one. I, I'm i going to go with Batista. I'm going with Batista. Oh, wow. Okay. There you go. Sam Funk?
1: Uh, coin flip for me, but because I have to choose somebody, I'm going to say Triple H. Big Ugly.
2: Um, yeah, I'm going to take uh, Triple H because of the stipulation. I, I don't think he's ready to retire just yet, and I doubt that his retirement match would be against Batista, so I'm going to take Triple
0: H. I like the way you're thinking. I, I'm going to think the other way just logically, even though I don't want it to happen. Because of the stipulation, Batista wins. Um, and then it's a way for Triple H to write himself off of, team, uh, of wrestling on television. Yes, so we will see about that.
2: But at the same time, I mean, this is Batista's... Likely his last match as well. Let's but so, because we
0: thought his last match
2: was years ago. Yeah, but when, but when Batista's done interviews, uh, he's made a point of saying that he wanted his last match to be against Triple H. Like, he wanted one more uh, uh, story against Triple H. Gotcha. So they kind of made this happen. I mean, the guy's 50 years old, so.
0: Well, Batista's no spring chicken either. He's in his forties. Well, 40s, well that's, no, no, that's what I'm talking about. Batista is fifty. Oh, he's, he is. 50. He, he's older than Triple H. Holy crap! I didn't, know that. I Remember, didn't he,
2: know that. He got he got started really late. Like when he started wrestling, he was already like thirty-three.
0: Yeah. He was already... Hey, I like his theme music. I like his entrance. Uh, it's gonna be fun. That's gonna be a great match. Hey, let's talk about the women's tag team championship. I believe it is uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey defending against Nia Jackson Tamina. And uh, uh, Beth Phoenix and Natalia, and also the Iconics. I'm gonna just start and I'm just gonna say, I'd love for the Iconics to win. <laughs> I'm a mark for the Iconics. I'd love to see them win. Go ahead, Mikey Mike. It's a
3: four way tag team match? Yep. Oh, brother. Um, brother. Oh, brother. Listen to you. Listen here, brother. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with the champs. I'm gonna go with Sasha Banks
1: and Bailey. Okay, they were team. See Punk fun. As much as I would love to see the Iconics win, I feel like this is all about Beth Phoenix coming out of retirement, so I'm going to go with uh, Phoenix and Natalia to win it. Uh, sentimental guy. Big
0: yeah.
1: um,
2: Even though I think it's very unlikely, I, I just want to take the Iconics because I feel like they're like the most entertaining women's tag team around right now. So
0: Okay, fair enough. Uh, let's talk about uh, the Two Hundred Five Live Cruiserweight Championship. Shout out to Jam and Jason. Keep it Two Hundred Five alive. Um, and I believe it is Tony Neese versus Drew Gulak, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Tony Neese and Buddy Murphy. The oh, champ. it's Buddy Murphy. Oh, Buddy Murphy's been the champion for a long time. So it's Tony Neese and okay. So Tony Neese or Buddy Murphy? CM Funk, Let's start with you. Sure. <laughs> oh, uh, I, have to, I have to. I have match. to pick somebody. Yeah, um, yeah,
1: yeah. Let's go with Tony Neese because Buddy Murphy's been the champ forever.
0: Okay, On your Mike.
1: Can I have a write-in candidate on this sure, match?
0: Absolutely. <laughs> Whoever I, you want to write in. How about Mike Canellas? Because he's going to come out. Days to the great. And he's going to come
3: out to that theme
0: music. Uh, I'm saying Mikey D's going to win. Mikey D's going to win. All right. <laughs> I don't know who this Mikey i I'm, I'm Dirty Mike. I don't know this Mikey D. Dirty Mike. Dirty Mike. Gonna, dirty, oh my God. dirty Mike's going to win. So I'm going to come out of the uh, Dirty Ugly Club level <laughs> and I come down the ramp <laughs> and I'm going <laughs> to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hop security yes. and get in the ring. You're going to pull an Enzo and you're going to. Yeah, Enzo is my write-in, so. You just yeah. can't teach that. That's uh, Big Ugly, you have an opinion on this match, other than me. No, I just said Enzo. Okay, oh, you, you did. Enzo returns. Enzo returns. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, what, what's the guy's name, the guy who used to be Rockstar Spud, the commissioner? What's Drake his name? Drake Maverick. He's going to win. Drake Maverick is going to come out of retirement and wrestle, and he's going to win. Feel bad for actually picking somebody in the match now, huh? <laughs> oh boy! This is uh, something against it. How about the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal? Who wins this match, Big Ugly?
2: Uh. I, who Who's in it? Everybody. <laughs> <with the> right <laughs> is not in this Just
0: match say Braun Strowman. Yeah. Strowman, two Saturday Night Live guys, yeah. and a bunch of other people.
2: I don't want his career to go down the tank, so I hope he doesn't win.
0: You're Braun.
3: Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Didn't um, um. Didn't Baron Corbin win he this? Has, yeah. And we see where he is.
0: Right. Yeah, he's wrestling right, in clothes. Right. <laughs> he's wrestling in a shirt. He's, in uh, he's since shaved his head bald and he's wrestling in clothes. I am so I love his work. He is a great person. He's a great <laughs> heel, but I hate him wrestling in street clothes. Despise it. Anyway, who's gonna win the battle royal? Braun Strowman. Okay. Sam Funk.
1: Andre the Giant.
0: He's already—he's already got his great name game. on the uh, yeah. trophy. He's got his likeness on the trophy. It's, it's a right end. Great pick. Our <laughs> um, truth.
1: I think you're dead right on that one. Ah, oh, dead right. Ah. It, it, it's not a teaser. It's a spoiler. Just oh letting you know. My so. gosh.
0: Oh my God. Uh Um. So, how about the uh, the uh, vagina battle royal? Because um, they did show the Vagina Trophy. Oh. Uh, on, uh, who's going to win that one? How about uh, anybody ready for Asuka to not win this battle royal?
1: Uh, I think Lacey Evans wins.
0: That would be awesome. I would enjoy that. Mikey Mike? I don't know all the entrants. Just any woman. It's just a uh, woman named Charlotte, <laughs> Becky, or Oscar, awesome. Or Charlotte, <laughs> yeah. Or Asuka. Asuka? Yeah, I think I'll
2: take Asuka on this one as well.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, let me go with... Um, uh... I don't know, Ma- Maria Canellis, right, because it. I want Mike Canellis to win the other one, so maybe Maria Canellis is going to win this one. <laughs> Are you sure I'm- they're still? In- Are they still with the WWE? They're still employed? Oh, they're absolutely employed. Yeah. Okay. Here's to the great. Okay, um, did we miss anything? Probably. <laughs> I- I- I'm
2: trying to think of all. Yeah, the that guys. seemed like a short list. I feel like we're uh, yeah, yeah, we're missing I, yeah, something. We
0: might be. Uh, I'm not sure, but, you know, if we missed anybody, I'm sure we'll catch up to it. Who, who has the U.S. championship? That was us, Samoa Joe. So then who's the Intercontinental? That would be Finn Balor. No, yeah, he's uh, Bobby it's Bobby Lashley right now. Yeah, I think we got everything. We went through all those titles. AJ and Randy Orton. Damn it! Oh, there we oh, go. You there see? we and that's said, We said Ooh. that we're going to steal the show. Right. Uh, the what fans are going to win that match. The WWE Universe wins that match. <laughs> How about that? Uh, no, I, I gotta go with. Um, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go off the cuff and actually say Randy. I'm gonna say Randy Orton's gonna hit an RKO out of nowhere and he's gonna win. Mikey, Mike, I agree. See okay. totally. Sam, Funk.
1: Gosh, I, I thought I was gonna pick Orton and be the only one, but I'm going with Orton too. Wow. Yeah. First thing I thought about the RKO
2: out of nowhere, so definitely Orton.
0: Wow, all four going for Orton, so AJ's gonna win for AJ's sure. <laughs> win <that> <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So that's our predictions, (laughs) a.k.a. spoilers for WrestleMania. So uh, that's the Dirty Ugly. We've been talking all the way up. We're uh, within an hour of getting to where our hotel is. So we're going to watch the Hall of Fame tonight. And then tomorrow it's all about WrestleMania. And we're going to enjoy the Intercontinental Breakfast. at. um, We're we're not going to tell you what hotel we're at. Because even though we're going to post this next week, we don't want you coming down to that hotel. But But that hotel is just too sweet. That's right, it is. Oh, uh, man, Ty Dillinger's not on this card anywhere. That He's not on any cards anywhere. Oh, that's okay. Hey, um... Yeah, but the hotel is a perfect 10. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Hey, man, they got a pool and a jacuzzi. I brought my stuff with me. So, you know, even if you got stuff, don't want going to get in it. But anyway, hey, uh, Big Ugly, That was a, that's a pretty good second segment, would you think?
2: Yes, absolutely.
0: How about we take a break while we drive uh, safely with seatbelts on, and then we'll come back... Uh, maybe tomorrow, we'll do some sound bites from the uh, the WrestleMania parking lot, and then as we get ready to kick off for the kickoff show, and then we will come back on Monday and wrap this whole thing up. up. Yes.
1: Hello. See you. I just a uh, quick question: Are we anywhere near Nutley, New Jersey?
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's where Balls Mahoney came from, I believe. Right. I Believe so. <laughs> Not going visit his childhood home. How about Elizabeth, New Jersey? Oh yeah. That's where uh, the wrestler, um, Randy the Ram Robinson, that's where he was from, Elizabeth, New Jersey. And uh, Ring of Honor uh, World Champion Jay Lethal was built from there. Ooh, yeah. What was it? Sexual machismo? No, what was it? Black machismo. Black machismo. What was that talking about? (laughs) Sexual chocolate. Oh, man. Hey, uh, it's going to be great. So, Big Ugly, let's take a break and we'll come back with more later. How about that? Let's do it. It's a great road trip. As we're sitting here talking, still talking about wrestling on this wrestling road trip to WrestleMania, um, we've got Kurt Angle against what is now supposed to be Baron Corbin, even though we all think it's going to change and be something like John Cena. But let's go around the uh, the around the round horn here. Uh, who wins, Baron Corbin or his opponent? Mikey Mike. Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle? Unless it's someone like John Cena. Does John Cena get over on Kurt Angle in his last match? No, you know what? I'm going Kurt Angle. All the way. All How the about CM Punk?
1: Um, I I, I believe if John Cena does uh, uh, come in instead of Baron Corbin, I believe John Cena wins. Uh, Otherwise, i take Kurt Angle against everybody else. Okay.
0: Big ugly?
2: Uh, I think that whether Cena or Corbin, uh, Angle loses. Wow. I think he goes out on his back.
0: Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I mean, I understand where that's coming from, but I think Angle, you know, most wrestlers like to go out on their back. And put somebody else over. That's why I would love to see like somebody new come up and step up. Kind of like John Cena stepped up Ruthless Aggression a long time ago. I'd love to see somebody from NXT or somebody that's not on the card step up and face Kurt Angle and beat him. So that would be, I don't know who that would be, but that's what I think it's going to be. And um, <clears throat> let's talk about Elias. Um, So we all want to walk with Elias, and we're riding with Elias right now. Um, But we all know he's going to get interrupted by somebody. Let's just go around the table and just say, who can interrupt Elias? Mikey, Mike, I'm going to start with you because
3: you have some good suggestions. Uh, Who do I want to interrupt him? Who do you want to interrupt him? It's The Rock. Okay. Who do I think is going to interrupt him? Um, Don't know. (laughs) Okay. I I don't know, honestly, at this point. There you go. Somebody's going to,
0: it's it's got to be big. CM Punk?
1: Well, I, I think, and it will get the biggest pop of the night probably would be The Undertaker coming out to do it. But just from a um, really old school fanboy point of view, I would love to see Jeff Jarrett, Honky Tonk Man, and Elias all hit each other with guitars at the same exact time.
0: And knock everybody out at the same time? Yes. Beautiful. Big Ugly?
2: Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Undertaker. Uh, I know we haven't had much mention of him, but uh, I, I'm gonna take the. T- I'm gonna take Taker. I heard. Uh, I read a report that said he is in New Jersey. Ooh. So, uh, but there's been no confirmation that he's participating in WrestleMania. But I'm gonna go with him.
0: I, I gotta go, I gotta agree. Just having the Undertaker experience at WrestleMania, just selfishly for the four of us, that would be great. And um, Elias has been plugging this for weeks, so it just makes sense for somebody big to interrupt him. So I think that's the case, too. Um, and we, I think well, there's one more thing. Uh, Alexa Bliss is hosting WrestleMania. Is anybody excited about this at all?
2: No. I was actually disappointed when I found that out. I I would have preferred, like, a surprise a guest host. Yeah, a, bigger, a name bigger name. that Maybe, like, an older wrestler or something. But.
0: Yeah. CM Punk? Any
1: thoughts? Nope.
0: Fair enough, and uh, yeah, you're not excited about it. I mean, it's. I don't think that's going to have any impact whatsoever. Uh, I understand it's a woman's main event, and Alexa Bliss, I, I love Alexa Bliss. I just think uh, while she's down and out, I mean, there's a little bit something. I don't I don't see her as an authority figure. She's less than five feet tall, and you can't teach that. Um, and I know she was trying to be like the SmackDown women's or the woman's advisor for the women's division. I'm just not buying it. I need something bigger. You know, Hulk Hogan has hosted WrestleMania. The Rock has hosted WrestleMania. The New Day, all three of them had hosted WrestleMania. That all made sense. So, have we missed anything, gentlemen? Probably, but we'll come back to you in a very short bit. We'll log back on and let you know. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, uh, MySpace, and like us on Facebook and follow on Instagram, Twitter, and at Wrestling at gmail.com. That still does exist, right, Big Ugly? Yeah. It is still there. I check it every once in a while. I just didn't know if it was still on. Um, But we appreciate you all, listeners. Three years and 60-some episodes. Where are we now? 63, I think. 63. We're up there. Yeah. And and we've had a lot of episodes, and we're going to have even more episodes and interviews and all kinds of stuff coming up in 2019. Hopefully some expansion for the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. But right now, we are coming to Jamesburg in Cranberry, New Jersey, and um, we will be back When we have uh, something else that we have missed (laughs) on the card. Stay
2: tuned.
0: Welcome back to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Dirty Mike. I'm the Big Ugly. And we are standing in line. We have finished the road to WrestleMania. Now we're in line to get into WrestleMania. Absolutely. Absolutely and uh we are here at the uh two suite entrance uh for the club level because that's how we do big ugly yeah man and uh we got to see some stars some superstars beforehand uh sting rick flair mark henry right you uh, started a, a chant for Miz. i did so we saw the entire Miz and mrs cast we saw the Miz. we saw maurice we saw their daughter monroe sky i started the uh chant for monroe sky And uh, we also saw Marjo, which is um, Maurice's bomb, and also uh, Miz's dad. So that was pretty cool. That was pretty dope, man. And now we're just waiting in the
2: two-sweet line, as you said, to get in uh – so getting here now, what would you say you're most excited for?
0: Well, I I, uh, and I was th- talking to Mike and Mike about this, Frock Lesnar a little bit earlier, um, and also CM Funk, who are also right here. Uh, I was ex- more excited about the ambiance. Like, there are thousands, literally thousands of people waiting to get in here right now. Come on over, guys. We're just talking into the microphone right here. Uh, there are literally thousands of people, 80,000 plus expected here, and uh, I'm more excited to just get in there, see the set, see the place fill up with 80,000 people, and we're going to be four of them and uh, i can't wait to hear we, we've been hearing some of the rehearsals some of the sounds of some of the theme musics and we have been promoting the dirty ugly wrestling podcast which you know according to this uh announcement over the pa we're not supposed to do but what i'm most excited about is just the uh, overall presence of everything big ugly how about you
2: yeah i was really excited when i heard batista and triple h's music uh coming over the loudspeaker so i'm, I'm pretty pumped but there Matt,
0: yeah and i um, think
2: frock uh, lesnar will
0: agree with me frock lesnar come uh, on, come on.
2: You took the words right out of my mouth.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And we are waiting right here in the line. And uh, CM Funk, you got us here. You got us here promoting the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. You're here for your second ever WrestleMania, right here in uh, Secaucus, New York.
1: Wow, I love the cheap pop, yeah, man. man. I'm, I'm, I'm totally stoked. Um, I I never pop for Batista, but I'm actually ready to actually pop for Batista today. Uh, yeah, it's it's great. The sun is shining. It's warm, man. Great great feeling. Right Couldn't now. ask
0: for a better day for this right here. You got it. I mean, we would still be here if it's raining, but I mean, it's it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Uh, shout out to Mr. Rogers. So <laughs> it looks like they're opening the gates. So. They're getting ready to open the gates. They are going. Just check out my Wrestlemania approved clear plastic bag and my extra large shirt I am wearing an extra large shirt for the first time in 15 years guys longer than Andre the Giant was undefeated I have not worn an extra large shirt <laughs> I am here wearing an extra large Wrestlemania shirt that says I was here We and uh, Big Ugly yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna just enjoy the show how about it yeah we're
2: gonna enjoy the show and then come back tomorrow with our recap
0: and right. review we're gonna be driving home from the road to wrestlemania on the road from wrestlemania <laughs> and we're gonna talk about this six hour show that we're about to uh, witness here and i'm excited frock lesnar mikey mike whatever you want to uh, I'm just, I was just saying it now, for Lesnar, it's catching it's, on. It's grown on me. It's catching on. <laughs> Rock Lesnar. That's,
3: that's Brock what I'm
0: talking about. Lesnar. And uh, thanks to all the, the new Dirty Ugly Wrestling fans that we've got here in the line, taking our flyers, taking a look at our uh, our sweatshirts, our caps. Uh, we got, uh, thank you to CM Funk for all that. Word. All right. So we'll be back with our recap on this uh, continual WrestleMania 35 Live podcast. Welcome back to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Dirty Mike. I'm the Big Ugly. And we are on the road from WrestleMania now. Um, We are uh, all up. We are all a little tired. We are all a little hoarse. Um, We're going to talk about our WrestleMania experiences and a little bit of the wrap-up of the card that was uh, just about seven and a half hours long um, and we were there a little bit earlier than that but um, it, it was a long day big ugly it was
2: indeed uh, I mean you know it starts off as a good day I just think that they need to uh, change the way Wrestlemania goes either start it earlier as you had suggested to me or uh, reduce the number of segments and matches
0: yeah I think uh, something needs to be done it just keeps getting longer and longer every year and it's you know, it's, it's taken away from some of the ambiance, it's taken away from some of the energy, but we'll, we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, we are in the in the, in the, uh, the Dirty Ugly Wrestling limousine service, um, being driven by Frock Lesnar, a.k.a. Mikey Mike, your first WrestleMania experience, how was it? Fantastic, it was amazing, the atmosphere was amazing,
3: crowd energy, was crazy, it was just all-around good time.
0: That's cool. And the one and only uh, uh, marketing, merchandising guru that we have, the king of non-social media, hashtag, no hashtag, CM Funk is back there. How you doing? Um, I'm actually uh, not in the limo with everyone, uh, unfortunately. I'm
1: still at the New Jersey Transit Station waiting for my Uber to come pick me up outside of MetLife Stadium. So
0: you are uh, via via satellite right now, as it were?
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah, you're Sorry... Starting to kind of break up here. Oh. Uh, wait, wait, here comes a car. Um, no,
0: that looks like uh, Vince's limo. He just got out of here as well. He just mentioned Vince McMahon. You're not supposed to mention Vince McMahon. That's okay. <laughs> hey, that was um, Hall of Fame worthy. Listen, um, yeah, we, we had some, uh, there were 82,000 plus people at the MetLife Stadium. Thank you. Thank you, Lola. Um, the third, uh, eighty-two thousand people, and it took a while for us to get out of there to navigate our way um, back. You know, even even with us, you know, the clout, the royalty, the VIPs that we are, it still took us a while to uh, get back. And then the driver that we had in our express limousine shuttle service uh, actually ended up taking us in the wrong direction. Uh, I think he was trying to kidnap us for his own personal gain, um, but it didn't work out. We got the better of him. Uh, so road from WrestleMania. Uh, you know, a big ugly. Uh, your first WrestleMania experience. Overall, good, bad, and different.
2: Yeah, no. Overall, this was a uh, great experience. Uh, you know, like I said, we had the VIP seats. Yeah. So you couldn't couldn't beat that great view of the ring. Um, got some fun surprises, man. Overall, I'm I'm I was happy.
0: Good. And overall, we were all happy, and then overall, we were just all blown up. Um, but uh, let's go over some of the highlights. Uh, if we will, I think the kickoff show had four matches in it in all. I believe Tony Nese beat Buddy Murphy to win the Cruiserweight Championship. I do believe that um, Carmella won the um, China Memorial Vagina Battle Royal, um, and uh, there's some just some cool spots and things in there. I believe Braun Strowman won the Andre the Giant Memorial uh, Memorial Battle Royal. Uh, Michael Che and Colin Yost uh, kind of had some some flavor in there, so that was pretty interesting. And I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was the revival, right, against Hawkins and Ryder, and then Hawkins and Ryder won the Raw Tag Team Championships. And I still think there might have been a little controversy with who the Legal Man is in the ring, but they didn't they didn't play on that a lot. Uh, kickoff show thoughts. Let's go around the table and see. Uh, CM Funk live via satellite from the uh, Metro Station. Uh, ki- kickoff show thoughts. Uh, I thought the show definitely kicked off WrestleMania. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, actually,
1: I was uh, pumped for all four matches, surprisingly, including both Battle Royals. And, uh, yeah, I thought everything was uh, handled well. Got the crowd uh, rolling and ready to go for the main show.
0: Very good.
3: Lucky Mike, frock uh, so I was surprised because I really... You know, anticipated the cruiserweight uh, match to be a good bathroom or food break, but actually <laughs> it was surprisingly entertaining. It was really good. Um, the Brock Lesnar match—I I mean, the—Wow! Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> we'll the, get there. The Braun Strowman match, I think, was great too. Um, I liked all the, sh- the matches. It was it was a good kickoff. Very good, Big Ugly. How about you?
2: Yeah, I enjoyed the kickoff show. I, I, I thought, uh, you know, it, they had some good matches. Got everybody into it, and and pumped for the uh... the main show so i, I have no complaints even the uh... the uh, michael shea and colin jose uh, little comedic part was was cool so
0: very good and i i thought you know they were doing some work with the uh... the sound i know during the free show so they were just kinda trying to make all that work out and uh... i think i think it was a good way to kick off i think we were all ready and pumped and jazzed uh... by the time the main show actually came uh, and we will uh, give a shout-out to all of our Dirty Ugly Wrestling uh, podcast listeners and new fans because we were taking the flyers and the paraphernalia and leaving them all around the stadium area and giving them to uh, uh, WWE Universe fans while we were waiting in line to get in. Um, security, uh, other than uh, apparently uh, CM Funk's belt has some uh, plutonium or something in it. Um, because uh, other than that, we got in very, very, very quickly into the Two suite club level. Um, very, very good. And uh, then we were ready to kick off and start the main show, Big Ugly. And we started off with a moment of bliss, didn't we?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, pretty much started off with uh, Alexa Bliss. Introducing, uh, by the snap of her Thanos fingers, <laughs> a uh, special guest, which uh, in comes Hulk Hogan.
0: That was great. Everybody enjoy that yeah, Hulk that Hogan? Great. Hulkamaniac, CM Funk?
1: Oh uh, Yeah, completely popped. I was uh, I was pretty much done at that point. I was ready to go home. and. <laughs> And in
0: hindsight, maybe should have. Maybe we should have. Yeah, I mean, no, most of the show was good, just way too long. But uh, Hulk Hogan came out, he talked about the Silver Dome, and then he talked about the MetLife Center. So uh, he ribbed himself, and then he ribbed himself again by screwing up. Um, And then, uh, unbeknownst to all of us, Paul Heyman just starts walking down the ramp, and he cut off Hulk Hogan. Who cuts off Hulk Hogan? I guess Paul Heyman does um, I,
2: mean, that was, I, I think that's what made it uh, interesting because, I mean, here's Hogan still doing his poses and then uh, Heyman is, you know, waddling down to to the ring, you know, very quickly. And it, I think everybody felt like you. Like, who has the audacity to just cut Hulk Hogan off during his posing? So it just looked great. You knew something was about to go down, so it was fantastic.
0: That's true. And that was a pretty exciting moment. We were all like, Paul Heyman, Paul Heyman, blah, blah, blah. And then he got in the ring and said, you know what? We're not on the last. We're not the main event, so we're just going to. You know, get this over with and get out of here because Brock Lesnar is much more ultimately um, appreciated. appreciated in Vegas. So let's do it. So here comes Brock Lesnar. Uh, here comes burn it down, Seth Rollins, and pretty much for seven or eight minutes, uh, Seth Rollins got the absolute crap knocked out of him. Um, I don't think there was any comeback at all. He just Brock Lesnar just beat the crap out of Seth Rollins. However, one, two, three curb stomps later, we have a new wwe universal champion and that is seth rollins is everybody okay with that
1: yeah
0: yeah definitely i think it uh it
1: set the tone like i think paul heyman coming out um just completely turned everybody's ears on and like we were ready at that point and it it was it was fan service all the way but it was fan service done in the best possible way possible yeah possibly
2: Yeah, this was the best, best booking to uh, start off the show. Um, I'm, I'm satisfied with the ending, but it does make me wonder, what is next for Seth Rollins? Who does Seth Rollins feud with now? Um, with after just taking a belt off of the top heel, so to speak.
3: I, I have a feeling that it's going to turn into Roman Reigns because I have a feeling it's going to turn on. into a friendly rivalry um, with respect on the underline, kind of like Rock and Hogan back in the day. Right? Yeah. When they fought. Um, Rockstone Cold, didn't they have the same kind of underlying? I mean, I know they had a little so, bit of... View.
2: I think they actually... Most of their tension was actually, like, legit. Like, it wasn't friendly. I, 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 th-
1: I think, like, I thought it set up perfectly for pushing Drew McIntyre as the next heel to face Seth as the as the face... And, um, you know, and that's where I where my mindset was, Um, you know, I'm sure as we get on in this podcast and we go over the card, we will quickly learn that they did not really set that up later in the night. So um, so I don't know what's next,
2: but I guess for the moment, we just let him enjoy his win.
0: That's right, and you know what, he got the WrestleMania moment, and it seemed like, you know, with the fireworks and the pyro and everything like that, uh, it was the end of WrestleMania, you know, how Seth Rollins ended it when he cashed in Money in the Bank, so it was a great moment, and... We were all pretty well spent by then, and then we have to keep going. Now, this was interesting. The come-down match happened to be Randy Orton and AJ Styles, and it really came down because apparently there were lights going on in the crowd that were blinding everybody. Uh, not everybody, but a lot of people, and the focus on the match was more about the lighting in the crowd, and eventually they did fix it, but uh, that match had no steam, no psychology, no psychology. Uh, No creativity, no flow And then all of a sudden I think it just ended Out of nowhere with a uh, Was it the Phenomenal Forearm I guess it was And then Randy Orton just Laid out and sold it like he just got shot Um, And then it was over And AJ Styles won uh, unbeknownst to Any of us but uh, did anybody Have any feelings about this match other than what was Going on in the crowd
1: I I thought it was one of the bright spots Of the card
0: Ah,
1: ah. (laughs) But um
2: yeah, no, I, I, I didn't really feel anything. Like you said, I, I think we were talking about it that we were mostly distracted by the crowd, uh, and they became more entertaining than actually what was going on in the ring. Yeah. Uh, I feel like uh, the build for it uh, just never really captured me, so I wasn't looking forward to it. Um, it was a typical SmackDown match, if you
0: ask me. That's true. Uh, Mikey, Mike, Rock.
3: Um, it was definitely a come-down match. Uh the crowd to me was, was entertaining. I loved it. Um, but the match itself was average. It was okay. It certainly did the trick if it was supposed to be a come down match. And, and
1: to, to uh, Big Elgie's point of it being like a SmackDown, typical SmackDown match, it probably will be a typical SmackDown match or in
0: this next SmackDown. Yeah, we were talking about that. The rematch will happen. Uh, and yeah, that, that I, I don't know wasn't uh, wasn't a great way to come down, but I mean we were all still jazzed and pretty excited. So I believe the next match was for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, did I miss something? Well, we can go back to it. But um, the Usos uh, successfully defended against the Bar and Shinsuke and Rusev and also Ricochet and Alistair Black. Um, this was a decent match, you know, pretty free-flowing, hard-hitting, um, fast-paced. And a, a good match overall. And I'm glad it was on the main card. Uh, the Usos didn't necessarily need to win to keep the titles. Um, but it was a good match overall. Thoughts around the car? Limo. <laughs> <laughs> it was
3: yeah. a good match. I was the
0: SK this is Shoot. Go ahead.
3: It was a good match. I really liked it. Um, I was really impressed with uh, Ricochet and Aleister Black. And um, very athletic.
2: I was very entertained by it. Okay. Yeah, I, I pretty much felt the uh, the same way. I think Ricochet and Alistair Black, man, they they steal the show when when the, when them guys are on. So I always look forward to them uh, being on there. But uh, not surprised that the Usos retained. But uh,
1: you know, good match. Uh, the well, the, the match was good, but the spot of the night was uh, the Cesaro swing that went on for like ten minutes, and uh, yeah. poor, poor, poor Ricochet he's probably still feeling the effects yeah. of that thing. So um, that was pretty cool. And then uh, Sheamus, at the same time, was doing the uh, the beats of was it the beats of Brodan or whatever they call that, no, or or in oh, every yeah, other the competitor. Beats
0: of Bowery. Yeah. So, Rodin. It was I, I don't know. That's fantastic. So that was a, that was a good match. Um, As we move on to the card, um, we do have Shane McMahon and The Miz uh, in a Falls Count Anywhere match, which was actually one of the uh, better matches and better stories told over the night. Uh, It went all around the arena as it should be. Uh, Miz's dad got involved. Miz's dad took a bump. Um, He sold it very well. (laughs) He he got knocked down and pretty much for real. And then they went over to the uh, staging area right around the hard cam was... And there was a superplex spot off of the top of the steel grating um, about 20, 25 feet down into the gimmick pile of uh, uh, boxes and parachute and uh, whatever it was. It was still pretty cool to see uh, Miz superplex Shane into nothingness. Um, the Camera angles were great. And then all of a sudden it was just, oh, you know, uh, Shane's hand happens to be over Miz. One, two, three, and it's over. Uh, I thought this was a, a very entertaining match. Very hard, I think CM Funk said this, for a live audience to really appreciate this because it is Falls Town Anywhere, but we did have the video screens all over. Uh, the video The video and the lighting all was very... Well, the video and the video packaging, let's say, and um, all of the videos that were up there in, for, you know showing the matches and in, introducing everybody was all good. Anybody got some thoughts about this match?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll say that... Um yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I think uh, I think you're right about it being hard for a live audience. I think that you know seeing it on TV hearing in the commentary and also hearing the sounds and everything is you know that crashing through certain things is you know going to elevate the experience. Um, but overall, I still enjoyed it. You know, I enjoyed uh, you know Shane was giving it to the Miz at first. Miz had his had his comeback after Shane attacked his dad and you know pretty much gave him hell. I like the uh, I like the finish. You know, I don't know people could say it's uh what would um, what would Bruce Prichard say. Is gimmicky or uh, yeah, ah, uh, he said something else, but
1: um, whatever,
2: but yeah, a little gimmicky, and uh, but I enjoyed it, I thought it was cool. Uh,
1: yeah, I enjoyed the finish. I, I'm really more interested to go back and watch it on the network because, um, you know, 75% of the crowd couldn't truly appreciate or see everything that was going on just because of the way it's set up, which is cool. I mean, it's a TV program, so um, yeah, it'd be cool to go back and watch it, it'd be interested to see. Rock. They,
3: they took they took a lot of great great bumps I thought it was very um, creative um, but like uh, big ugly said the, the ending was very gimmicky um, wasn't really expecting that but uh, it was great Shane for his age I am uber impressed how much <laughs> physical beating he takes you're, you're gonna be waiting for that impressive
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, so.
2: I think I'm, I'm, I'm always impressed with Shane WrestleMania matches in general. I, I always have very low expectations for them. But he tends to do a good job at WrestleMania. I, I don't know.
0: I enjoy It was a good match. It was a good fight, good story, and a good way to lead into the next match, which was the Fatal 4-Way for the uh, Women's Tag Team Championships, which was Sasha and Bayley defending against Natalia and... Um, yeah thank you, Beth Phoenix, and then it was Tamina and Nia Jax, and then the Iconics. Um, This match was, I mean, the match was what it was. It was a very decent match, but the the finish is what got to me, Uh, you know, letting all the teams do all the other work, and the Iconics coming in to steal the victory. It was very them, very uh, in character, and it got a pop. Uh, The Iconics probably got the uh, pop. I believe Bret Hart was also introduced um, up at the top of the ramp for a second, and then he walked back in with Natalya and Beth Phoenix. But I believe the Iconics probably got the best couple of pops out of that, and they won. So good for them. Good for the Iconics.
1: Yeah, I think the—I um, mean, I, I was all over the Iconics winning that. I, uh, they, they, we needed a real tag team, like a true tag team, to hold the tag team title. So that, that was great. And then the fact that it was an international crowd at WrestleMania just put, you know, the— Australian international team of Iconics over, even that much more. So it's a great moment for them. Awesome. Well deserved.
2: I was actually shocked by the pop they got at the end because I felt like when they first came out, they didn't get as much of a pop. But once they won the titles, the entire arena popped, you know? So, but uh, I was, I'm a huge fan of the Iconics. So I was very, very glad they went. I look forward to what they're doing.
3: (laughs) I was inside for most of this match so um, I saw bits and pieces of it on the huge screen outside um, but it looked like a good match for the bits and pieces I saw but once I heard the Iconics win I knew that Dirty Mike was very happy about that he, he did call that earlier in the night
0: yeah, I did say, and I did, I did hope, and I'm glad. Lots of titles changing hands last night, but that's exactly what WrestleMania should be. It should be culminations, and then yeah, everybody start over. A lot of times, they use WrestleMania as an excuse to further a storyline. Like by the time you got up to the biggest stage of them all, there's really no need to further any more storylines. Just start next ones on Raw and SmackDown, and with the draft and everything. But very good for the iconics, they won. Now let's go into the WWE Championship. Challenger Kofi Kingston, Kofi Mania running wild against the new Daniel Bryan. Uh, the New Day was in Kofi's corner and Rowan was in Daniel Bryan's corner. So all of us had the expectation, I think ultimately if we'd love Kofi to win, it would be awesome. But the WWE is going to pull a WWE. And um, yeah, <laughs> other than one Brock Lesnar, Mikey Mike, he was all over. He, did, he didn't think this. Uh, he thought Kofi was going to win. Um, but I'm just thinking, you know, moving forward, we got the middle of the show. We got a bunch of titles that changed hands already. We're already expecting the main event to title change hands. So it, it, this has got to stay with Daniel Bryan. It's got to further the storyline. But no, a very good match, lots of false finishes, and a lot of good story being told by everybody involved, even down to the referee um, who took a little sidestep. And uh, it, it was it was good, and it was very good to the point where Kofi actually got the trouble in paradise, one two three clean, new WWE champion, uh, replaced the hemp championship belt with the uh, the actual WWE championship, uh, and that was great. Brought kids in the ring, had a good time, celebrated full on positive WrestleMania moment. Let's go around the car, big ugly. We start with you.
2: Yeah, man, so I think that this, for me, would was match of the night. Um, I had been looking forward to Becky and, and Ronda for a while, but I think that over the past few weeks, the emotion that was built for this match, I think that it was just booked perfectly. Like, this entire angle was booked perfectly, and uh, it gave you that, I feel like, that emotional ride, the reason that you actually invest in wrestling and in these characters. So I, I thought that this was well done. I enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, I I agree. The booking leading into it was uh, well done. I'll be happy to never see a gauntlet match ever again, but, um, (laughs) but overall the booking was great. I was completely invested, and Kofi winning while a... Shock, not a shock. Um, it was the right call, and the the celebration at the end was what a true WrestleMania moment is all about. And you know, all bringing his kids up in the ring, and just the whole New Day celebrating, and the the release of the T-shirt. You know, out of you know, it was it was just it was perfect New Day and perfect WrestleMania moment. Best match of the night.
3: Wow, energy was fantastic. No lulls in the crowd. Constant chanting. Um, constant action perfect storyline it went down the way it should have gone down like CM Funk said Wrestlemania moment, he deserved it brought the kids up brought the new title out, got rid of that hemp title (laughs) someone's probably in the back smoking it as we speak (laughs)
2: Um,
3: just best, best match of the night by far, was not expecting that to be the best match but by far the best match of the night
1: Um, just a quick thing I mean we're all like giving all this to Kofi and New Day and all that can we just need to give a shout out to Daniel Bryan What, what a consummate professional I mean he put Kofi over even though he Daniel Bryan's probably by far the biggest heel in the company and you know he doesn't really need a title you know going forward to be the heel that he is but I mean, just—I I, mean—he made Kofi
0: look as good as you can make anybody look. I agree. I agree. He gets—he gets a
1: ton
2: of
0: credit. That's absolutely true. Uh, Daniel Bryan you know able to be back in the fold after thought you know his career was over and you know he's not in the business of putting himself over he's in the business of working with a lot of different people having quality matches quality storylines and this was one of the one of the great ones and it, it all paid off perfectly and he put Kofi over very well so shout out to I said everybody in that match
2: and it's so funny you say that because I was thinking the same thing as I was watching him last night how it was like wow just like You know what was it a year ago this guy was never supposed to wrestle again you know and now he's the top hill he's a champion again he just put kofi over and it's like you know uh you can see the value that daniel bryan adds to
0: that roster without a doubt he absolutely does and it's glad that he stuck around re-signed his contract stayed there um very well worth it and daniel bryan is a true asset and hopefully he can keep going for a, a few more years and keep storylines like this happening because it makes it, it, makes, it makes it believable. You know, It makes it, all, all the sympathy for Kofi, all, all, all the build for Kofi, I would say that wouldn't be possible. Yeah, WWE can write any storyline they want, but if you don't put the right person in there to do it, nobody's going to care. So Daniel Bryan did just enough to let Kofi and the New Day take the reins on developing the story and the sympathy for Kofi because Kofi and the New Day were over doing whatever they were doing but just in the past month or uh, four to six weeks it just turned into Kofi mania and Daniel Bryan's a big piece of that so great job great match um right there actually we we probably could have uh left after that and we would have been all right Uh, uh no wait a minute I'm sorry I'm not sure when the um the Eli- the Elias bit came, but let's okay, talk that about was, that. That
1: was that was uh, three segments later. Cause, okay. Because next you had um,
0: you had Joe against uh, Ray,
1: which was a squash. Which was a squash. Then you had finally the second Raw all Raw match of the night. Finally between uh, Roman and Drew, which nobody cared about because everybody was out getting either bathroom break or food or beer or something. Uh, I was
0: out there too. Okay. Yeah. So. You know. And there was no heat, no steam, anything of like that. Let's not gloss over. Samoa Joe uh, retained the U.S. championship in a squash match over Rey Mysterio. Um, and then uh, Drew McIntyre lost. He had a great entrance with a big uh, Scottish band or whatever it was. Um, nobody cared about the match. There was no heat, no psychology, no, no just no nothing behind that match. And Roman Reigns won. Hooray.
2: I mean, I think it was to be expected. You know, Roman Reigns, first singles match back. Uh, right? Yeah. Am I right? Um, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. First one that actually
2: got to the belt. Yeah. Got, yeah.
0: Russell uh,
2: Corbin. Right. So, you know, first match uh, post, you know, his battle with leukemia. I, I just think that when you think about it, I think that the problem is just predictability. Like, it, if Reigns had a loss, I think that the crowd would have been like, oh, shoot, you know. Uh, But, you know, just like, all right, we know he's, he's probably going to pick up the victory, you know, because he's the, you know, the baby face and he has the sympathy. So, I, I think that that kind of,
1: was the reason that nobody was really caring. What? Like, and to my point I was starting to make a little earlier about the Seth Rollins thing, like, like Drew really should have gone over in that match against Roman and just been the ultimate heel and just beat down Roman. Or you know what, if Drew doesn't win, at least beat down Roman and make Roman, like, you know, have this ultimate comeback, you know, like kind of mirroring his comeback from cancer type of a thing or something, you know, to get the crowd invested. But show a little vulnerability. Yeah,
2: and I think that that's going to be the mistake. And and I think that that's that's what's going to have the crowd turn on Roman pretty quickly is because they're going to build him up as Superman immediately, you know, after his return, when this is actually a perfect time for him to show vulnerability. You know, and to show that, like, oh, he's he's still weak. Has he fully recovered? You know, Reigns isn't winning like he used to. Is he still the big dog? And then, you know, have him slowly build back up. But those are just my thoughts. Well,
3: this is an out-of-the-box thought. But, like I was mentioning before, that when the build-up to this match was happening, and Roman Reigns was in the ring talking to Seth about his WrestleMania opportunity... I remember him saying something about being focused on him beating, you know, the Beast Slayer. And so, or being the Beast Slayer. So, to me, what I think might happen is, is that now that Seth has beat Brock, there's potential now for Seth to go heel again and then Roman uh, be put over as Babyface. That's just something I, I could see happening because Seth Rollins has been Babyface for a while now, right? Yes. A little while now, yeah. So, and now that he's beat Brock Lesnar, who is the kind of, you know, one of the top, you know, whatever you want to quasi-heels, I just see it happening. So, there's a couple directions that could go with Roman. But I do see what you're saying, that he could quickly go back to being booed again every time if if they don't do something with him soon.
0: Which is okay if he's polarizing enough to get either cheered or booed. It's not going to, he's not going to be the full over babyface at this point in time. It's just not going to happen. I mean, they've been trying to do that forever. The more they tried to do that, he was a—he was the biggest booed person in the company. But then, you know, the cancer thing happened. So it's going to be interesting booking him moving forward because they'll have to basically book him backwards because whatever the, they're attending for to do, it's going to go completely opposite, whatever the fans want. Well,
1: or
3: what about this? What if they turn Roman Reigns' heel and keep Seth face? That's, I mean, that's an option too. That's know? an option too. I'd... And then the storyline could be, you know, ex-SHIELD members that turned against each other. And just like they did with um, uh, Dean Ambrose and, yeah. uh, and Seth.
0: So, uh, it was, um, you know, we're talking about it. It wasn't the greatest match on the card, but it does have potential for both guys. And, you know, there's a lot of story there to be told. So, hopefully when they shuffle the deck on the Raw and SmackDown after... Um, Wrestlemania and then also do the draft coming up hopefully it will be some good stuff let's jump in to the uh, no holds barred uh, Triple H versus Batista nearly a hundred years of experience in the ring between the both of them well, wait,
2: before we get there we got to talk about Elias that came first
0: did that come first yes. okay so let's do that so Elias and Elias and Elias um, all played a concert because he had himself on the screen one of them had drums I believe one of them had a piano and uh, Elias played, and he got the crowd talking and, and walking with him, and then he turned back on the crowd again. And then CM Funk, you called this. You wanted this.
1: I, I, I did, uh, for, for all of the longtime uh, listeners to the uh, podcast, um, uh, probably made it clear once or twice that I'm not a John Cena fan by any means, but if they brought back the Doctor of Thugonomics, I would completely lose it and just pop and... Uh, yeah, that happened, and I did, and that's all I got.
0: Old theme song?
1: It, it was Bananas. It's,
0: uh-huh.
1: it's funny because he has a banana right <laughs> now. Yeah,
0: that's right. Is that a visual guy? Could be. That was, um, that was great. I think there was an initial pop, and I think that crowd, uh, the WWE universe of 82,000, there's a lot of them that couldn't really appreciate John Cena back in the you know uh, post-Attitude era there. Um, uh, There was a lot of fans that did, and when he started to do his battle rapping, that wasn't really a battle. He was just, you know, rapping, freestyling, um, using innuendo, using foul language, and then cutting it off with not doing an AA but an FU. Um, He threatened to bury his push,
2: man. This is heel John Cena. (laughs)
0: Right. He he really um, just kind of took himself out of the equation and just made it about The the moment at time, and that was great. Uh, He came out with the chain on, rocking the word life. Um, Got more of an ovation when he left, I think, than when he came out. But that was really cool moment. Uh, And Elias needed to get interrupted by somebody. We didn't think it was going to be John Cena necessarily, but it was. Um, So then we were like, okay, who's going to face Kurt Angle? Well, we'll talk about that a little later. Uh, So yeah, that was a good spot. Everybody enjoy the Doctor Othagonomics yeah i mean i definitely uh enjoyed it i think
2: the dr Thugonomics was uh pretty much what made me start liking john cena and the freestyles and when he was going on people like that's what endeared me to him before i then turned like everybody else and hated him and booed him but yeah <laughs> but yeah I, I definitely enjoyed this segment it's very good that
0: he can you know reinvent himself and make fun of himself and do that uh, uh frock lesnar it was great it was it was i've never seen
3: john cena, uh, john cena um in that Thuganomics, um, because I really didn't watch SmackDown. Like, he started on SmackDown as Thuganomics, right yeah. back in the early two thousands. I didn't really watch SmackDown too much back then, so it was great. It was great to see him. He was, he was perfect. I was so glad he came out, and he was just perfect. It was great.
0: That was a lot of fun. The, the
3: best part for me was was knowing CM Funk's love affair with him, <laughs> or lack thereof. <laughs> And just seeing the look on his face when he came out was priceless.
1: It, 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 was, it, it was good stuff. I, I, was, I, I literally was ready to go home, and again, in hindsight, um, <laughs> probably should have, but ready to go home after that happened. So
0: That <laughs> is the point famous. where, yeah, if we didn't know the Dr. Orthogonomics was coming after the Kofi thing, that would have been the great place to go home. Now that the Dr. Orthogonomics has come out, it's about almost 11 o'clock. Um... And we, we should have uh, we should have thought better of it right there, because and uh, you know but but this was the match that Brock Lesnar, Mikey Mike was uh, really looking forward to. Triple H, Batista, no holds barred. Um, now, first of all, the entrances uh, were pretty damn good. Yeah, give give a second for Batista to trip over the rope when he comes into the ring, and then go back and repeat it and do it again. Um, so you know that just shows. You know, that what would we say? That killed it. I mean, he had a great entrance. It was the Batista he came out of with the entourage, with the uh, the, 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 the big um, expensive vehicles, you know, with the entourage and all the security and everything. He did the machine gun. Mikey Mike, you know, Frock glasner did that. There was all kinds of pyro on him. That's usually a face thing for him, but it was his last hurrah, which we found out this morning officially online that he posted on his Twitter page that that was his last match in sports entertainment. Um, anyway... Good good luck to him. I'm sure he's going to have a great career when he gets uh, you know back into existence, um, in the uh, comic book world. So. Uh,
2: he has to make he has to make better movie role choices, but yeah.
0: Yeah, um, I think he yeah, he does. He's got some opportunities out there to do that. Um, the entrance for Batista was cool. Other than Trip, the Batista, uh, the uh, Triple H entrance, I believe CM Funk, you enjoyed this one. wasn't necessarily Arnold Schwarzenegger, but it was very good.
1: No, I, I was really hoping for uh, for Triple H to pull out like Kindergarten Cop right. or you know or Twins. something like that. Twins, yeah. Oh, him and Danny, he could have ridden Danny DeVito down to the uh, ring. That would have been that would have been awesome.
0: Maverick come out as uh, his second
1: or something like that. Yeah, I, I believe he I, I believe he ended up going with the uh, Mad Max theme, which is you know fine. It's really just rehashing Conan and biker Triple H and all that stuff. But whatever, it's fun. It's WrestleMania
0: were very good. Um, that's where that should have stopped. Um, there, there was uh, there were with some pliers, uh, some wrenches, chains, uh, chairs, um, just and a whole lot of tables that wouldn't break. Um, a whole lot of wind being sucked. Uh, <laughs> he just ripped out his nose ring. Triple H ripped
1: out Batista's nose ring, which yes, was that was a
0: that was an interesting visual. And then and he bladed his nose or whatever the hell happened. Um, So that that was that. And the match went a little bit too long. (laughs) That's putting it lightly. Uh, And then a little bit too long. long. And then ultimately it was a pedigree. One, two, three, it's over. Uh, Triple H does win. He does keep his career. His career was on the line. So we will get to see another Triple H entrance at WrestleMania probably.
2: I think Triple H's entrance is... his, his, they, I mean, they never disappoint. They're like one of the, it's almost like looking forward to like Undertaker. You like look forward to see what he's going to do this year. Um, obviously, as you said, it, the match went way too long. Yeah.
1: <laughs> how, how How is it possible that the match was longer than both entrances? I, I don't get that. Right. So. <laughs> I,
2: I think that this match would have benefited also from going on earlier in the show. Um, because it, it I don't think it's like as the show goes on I think you want to see uh matches that might live up to something and I I don't feel like we ever thought this was really going to live up to anything yeah Lucky
0: Mike Brock I know you were really looking forward to this match what was your take on this whole thing Um I was completely wrong about this match <laughs> as long as you can admit it
3: uh it was long it was stale at times um very disappointing. Love the entrances. Love seeing Batista with a machine gun. And Triple H, it really kind of blended in with most of his other entrances, particularly recently. Um, but, you know, they, they've earned the right to have that kind of match, especially if it's Batista's last match. Yeah. Um, so, I, I agree with Big Ugly. I wish it would have happened earlier because I think the crowd would have been into it a little bit more. But overall, um, end of an era... And uh, I'm going to go in the corner and cry
0: now. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to go back to my trusty thing. You know, I it was a WrestleMania type thing. I mean, I, I don't know. It, the feel was there, but by that time it was after 11 o'clock and it was was getting long. And we was like, wait, we still got three matches to go. Like, oh my God, come on now. Um, so, uh, CM Funk, uh, I'm just interested to hear your take on Batista finally retiring. Is that actually it? Um, Do we see Triple H anywhere other than WrestleMania?
1: Um, I, I believe for Batista, yes. It's got to be. He's 50 years old. There's no need for him to, to go anymore for even one match at a time. Uh, he was blown up after he did the machine guns on the stage, um, which is why he tripped over the rope getting in. And Yeah, so I think he, he's definitely done. As far as Triple H goes, yeah, he'll be a special attraction probably a couple more times at WrestleMania. You know? um, I don't know against who, but... Whatever it's, it's Triple H. He owns the company and do whatever he wants. Well, he doesn't own it, but you know what I mean. So. Gotcha. Yeah, I,
2: I'm a big Batista fan, um, but it's definitely time to uh, for him to retire. I always enjoy his entrance, but that's about, I mean, the best thing you can get out of Batista at this point uh, is an entrance. You're not really going to get much of a match. And I, I don't ever think he was really a five-star match kind of wrestler, even in his prime, so. It, you know, he had a good run, and I'm sure he'll be in the Hall of Fame. So, Absolutely.
1: yeah, and I mean, I and my take is as the the day wore on leading up to it. Like, I, I started I started getting excited for that match and all, which you know is a complete shock for me because I really have never been a Batista fan. Triple H, yeah, been there, done that, you know. So, but I was actually ready when Batista's music hit and all. Like, I I was a fan again, and then I, I popped, and
0: and then the match happened, and I'm good, good. He retired. There you go. And then we're ready to move on with this WrestleMania wrap-up as we're on the, uh, the road back to reality. Uh, no, this is the road to Tampa Bay, and that's what we talked <laughs> about. And we're going to stay there for a little while because we'll be early and then stay in late for WrestleMania. Um, so we also had, um, I believe after this, Kurt Angle having his last match ever with what ended up to be Baron Corbin. Um, this was basically four or five minutes. Uh, not too long, just kind of A and B, back and forth. Could have happened on Monday Night Raw, but it happened at WrestleMania because it was Kurt Angle's last match. Um, Kurt Angle did attempt the moonsault. It was beautiful. He missed. Uh, Kurt Angle hit, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Kurt Angle was hit by Baron Corbin with the end of days. One, two, three. It's over. They gave Kurt Angle the microphone. He said thank you. He asked people to tell him that he sucked. And that was it. Any thoughts about this? Uh, Let's go let's start with you big ugly
2: yeah i think that um i don't think the time timing of the match like the you know four minutes was an issue i just think the opponent is what really kind of brought this down that it was baron corbin and i think it's pretty obvious from the hall of fame that no one wanted it to be baron corbin right. uh but they stuck with him i don't know if that was a wwe call or maybe kurt angle you know might have just pushed forward to stay the way it was um but uh, overall, I mean, I still just felt like after, you know, the realization he had he had a great career, it was like an emotional exit, you know. I mean, he wasn't crying, but I felt emotional because I grew up on Kurt Angle. Yeah. Um, so it was cool, I mean, at the end having his moment on stage. So,
1: Yeah, you know, after having time to reflect, you know, I, I was all in the corner of wanting somebody other than Baron Corbin because I just didn't feel like it did anything to help. Um, but after being there, reflecting on it, Kurt Angle's moment, uh, you know, ride right out on the in the sunset and all was great, all that. But throwing all that away, I had no problem with Baron Corbin being the uh, opponent when it was all said and done. I I am like one of the two or three people in the world that's a Baron Corbin fan and a mark for him. And I think it all it does is help to elevate him continually as the ultimate heel, you know, who just gets heat when he comes out because nobody likes him except for those two or three people. And um, and I'm partial to people that wrestle in shirts and pants. So, <laughs>
0: I'm one of those two or three people that enjoys Baron Corbin. I always have. However, I don't like the shirt and the pants. When he was the general manager, that made sense. But not only he comes out cutting promos in it, he wrestles in it. And I don't know. It just irks me. Just like Bobby Lashley's headband irked me.
2: I, I enjoyed the lone wolf Baron Corbin. Yeah. I think when he kind of changed over to the whole shirt pants, you know, with the vest and everything, I I just don't get it. And so, you know, at first he was like the constable or whatever, but now it's just like, well, why are you still wearing that? Like, you're not even in an executive position anymore.
0: Like They just took away all of his wrestling gear, I guess, when he was the constable. I personally, I'm not a fan of Corbin. Um,
3: don't like him, and don't think that... I I think WWE could have done better to Kurt Angle. I, I wish... I, we, we would know if it was Kurt's call or WWE's call. If it was Kurt's call, then I have no problem with it because it's his match. If it wasn't in his, in his hands, then I, I kind of have a problem with that because I would have loved to have seen something where even if there wasn't an actual match happen where maybe Stone Cold comes out and squirts him with milk this time, um, that probably would never happen. But something, something amazing like that to let him go out would be great. And I really wish he would have been able to wrestle someone more
0: of a uh, top tier than the Baron Corbin. Uh, yeah, and, and Kurt Angle going out on top at WrestleMania. He, I mean, he went on his back, but he just the moment was his, you know, even though Corbin won. So that was uh, that was very cool. And uh, just getting late now, 1130-ish, it's just this is dragging. We've got two more matches, and I'm like, oh, man. So we're really looking forward to the Demon, uh, Finn Balor. And uh, Bobby Lashley for the Intercontinental Championship, they kind of just ran right into it. Um, Bobby Lashley, Leo Rush came out, Uh, Finn Balor, the Demon, kind of had a great uh, light and smoke show. And he came out from this exalted position on the stage, came out in the whole Finn Balor Demon get-up, crawling down. Uh, You know, that was fun. I don't think it had the impact that it could have, like, if it was a surprise, you know, because they did announce it six days earlier, but, I mean, it's it's marketable, it's good. But also, if it didn't happen at 11.30, 11.45 at night, um, you know, that's the thing. Everybody's already drained, and we still have one more match to come that everybody's very interested in. So Finn Balor does win the Intercontinental Championship. It's a little bit glossed over. Any thoughts on this, boys, Big Ugly?
2: Um. Yeah, I mean, I always enjoyed the Demon, man. And, you know, we used to talk about that back when he was in NXT. Like, you know, love when the Demon came out. And I know, uh, Dirty Mike, that, you know, we talk about uh, we wish we would see the Demon more often. Um, but, you know, he comes out. Typically, when he does bring out the Demon, he kind of squashes the guy. I mean, I wouldn't say he squashed Bobby Lashley, but it was a pretty quick match. And uh, it's kind of predictable. So, uh, but... Yeah, I always love seeing the entrance and everything. And by this time of the night, man, I was just ready to get this main event on. So,
1: Yep, Demon, good. Lashley, not so good. Match over. Thanks.
2: He should have wore a headband. <laughs> Damn
1: it. <laughs> I agree.
3: Demon, uh, entrance, great. Uh, match, mediocre. And ready to see main event at that point.
0: That's right. And that was all that was left there. Uh, Alexa Bliss did come out to uh, say that there was a new MetLife WrestleMania attendance record. They beat their own record. They've only been there once, and they had 80,000 people. This time they had 82,000 people. So it was a big deal to beat their own record. Um,
2: I just want to review those numbers. I really do.
0: (laughs) I think maybe there was 82,000. I don't know if it was paid or ticketed or whatever. But, I mean, the place was pretty full.
2: Yeah, but I'm like, when was the last time WWE has been somewhere... For WrestleMania, and they haven't said that they beat some record.
1: Right. Like it exactly. Like like, are they taking like into account like the concession people and the security people yeah. into that number too? Like, yeah. I mean, what yeah. like but, when they hire new employees? Because I, I mean, it's like everywhere they go. Oh, we set this new attendance record. Really,
0: everywhere. Everywhere. Uh. Well, I mean, that was uh. That was all right. Oh, yeah, also, we got to throw a shout-out to uh, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash because earlier in the show, Michael Che and, and Colin Yost were getting checked out in the back, and they walked past the trainer's, the trainers room mortuary, which still was a little confusing. But uh, uh, the uh, doctors on call were Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, and they were about to do prostate exams. So good good on them for getting on the show. That was fun. Uh, let's get to the main event. It's midnight. Oh, ho, oh, oh, ho. Did we miss oh. something? dance break i'm sorry yes thank you there was a dance break it was longer than seven seconds uh but carmella and R2 did come out to do a dance break while they were setting up the ring for the final match um and they were also giving time for charlotte to get in her helicopter and be uh escorted over the stadium in a helicopter Um, you know i i have something to say about this i did not
2: like this and i'm gonna tell you why Number one, I've been very vocal about how I felt like Charlotte should not have been a part of this whole thing to begin with. It should have just been Becky and Rhonda. But then I'm like, okay. So then after all of this, then it's like Charlotte gets the spotlight for the entrance, yeah. and then we get Rhonda, who's going to get played in by what's her name? Joan Jet. Joan Jet. Rhonda's going
1: to get played in by Joan Jet, and it's like, what does Becky get? Becky is the top baby face. Right. I, but I think that plays to Becky's character, saying how you know she's the underdog, the one who's overlooked, so she doesn't even get the big entrance into mania like the other two superstars do. Right. You know, she's the people's person. She like Stone Cold would have never come out to like, you know, anything other than his glass breaking and just marching down the uh, the ramp. So yeah. so it's kind of that same effect. So I, I get what you're saying, but I think I that's why it. they did okay. why they did it. Right. And just uh, comment on the, the helicopter bit. I did read somewhere after the fact, and now it it makes sense. I still didn't appreciate it. I didn't understand it really in the time, but apparently Ric Flair did the same thing during a Great American Bash. They cut it. They did a a bit with, like, an old Great American Bash in the early 90s where he flew in on a helicopter into Charlotte or
0: someplace like that. So that's what they were trying to recreate, so... Which was good. I just think the illusion was lost because they showed Charlotte coming down in the helicopter and then walking into Metlake Stadium from the outside, especially any of the 82,000 people that just waited to get into that stadium. It ain't that easy. Um, we, we got lucky. But, you know, she must not
1: have been wearing the same belt I was.
0: Guess not, she was wearing a belt. <laughs> guess that belt didn't uh, set up the metal detectors. Um, but it was... I, I like the fact, I mean, I just wish they would have done a little something to wear... Um, they would have had her come out to, like, have her land like in a helicopter pad, maybe on top of the canopy or something, or, or somewhere else, just kind of making it a little bit more fluid, because Ric Flair has been flown in on helicopters into the middle of stadiums before, but there was a big empty hole in the back field of the stadium to do that, so... Uh, well,
1: I, like, I almost, almost wish they would have done that earlier in the show, kind of just as like here's Charlotte arriving, right, you know, exactly, and it's exactly. big. It's this big deal, her showing up, you know. And they could have done one for Ronda, and then maybe done nothing again for Becky, and just kind of left her off.
3: Well, but. The play off that instead of having uh, Carmella and and our uh, truth come out, they could have just played that intro video yeah. while they were while they were setting up the ring and everything. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Kind of shaved a few minutes off the clock. I
2: think also it might have because um, I'm pretty sure we're not the only people that feel this way. I'm pretty sure also if we had actually seen footage of maybe Flair doing that before we would have gotten it. Yeah. Right. We would have gotten true. like what they the connection, yeah.
0: And maybe they
1: commented on that on commentary. You know, Michael Cole may have even said, oh, images very of true. her dad and, you know, the Great American Bash in whatever year right. so. Very
0: true, very true. So, it was... Uh, Interesting. I mean, they did definitely set it up as a main event, uh, even though the ring announcer had to announce it twice um, because they had some technical difficulties there. Excuse me. Um, But, uh, you know, about midnight or so, we're having this uh, triple threat match for the all-winner-take-all championship. There was um, a lot of stiffness, uh, a lot of sloppiness. uh, Didn't flow exactly the way it could have flowed. However... It was a decent match for what it was, and now we do have Becky Lynch winning at the end, even though uh, I don't believe the shoulders were down for Ronda Rousey the whole time, even though the referee just went with it, and uh, Becky Lynch is the new undisputed, I guess they'll call it the undisputed women's champion now. I'm not sure. Uh, thoughts about the match? Or We all kind of thought Becky was going to win, but thoughts about the match or anything else that happened on April 8th?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, they had some botched moments, like you said. But overall, I didn't think that took away from the match. I still thought uh, it was good. Um, That was a botched spot with Becky uh, trying to pin. Ronda was actually supposed to be more of a better roll-up. And on commentary, they kind of cover it up and just keep keep yelling that her shoulders are down. So uh, it doesn't look like they're going to make a big deal out of that for Monday Night Raw. But uh, I think we all expect her to win. Will they combine the titles or is she going to have to lug around two titles? I hope I they combine they them.
0: Combined. Yeah,
1: I hope I hate when they have like two titles. They need one universal
0: championship. Well, championship. I, Not universal, but
1: you know what I mean. I, I'm kind of interested to see like if they would keep it as two titles cuz I I I almost feel like that since Becky's your top person, it gives her a chance to have like multiple storylines be on both shows be a draw you know take on oscorn one take on charlotte on the other or however they work it out you know i don't know could be interesting but yeah as far as the finish goes um you know i I feel like if i feel like if the ref would have played into it a little bit more and like you know done oh no no just a one count and then becky forces it back over and then do does a clean three count it would have also given um chance for the crowd to recognize what was going on because the finish happened so quick I don't think anybody even realized that it was the end of the match so it was it's very weird I well you know I I wasn't I, I've been very vocal
3: about my um thoughts on the match and it, it was it was good it was a good match um I, I understand the underlying reasons for having it be the main event, but looking back in retrospect, I would have loved to have seen the Kofi match, um, been the main event, or even the Seth Rollins, um, uh, Brock Lesnar match, but I understand the reasons why they did it, and, um, as far as the belts go, I would love to see two belts, um, but, uh, if they do uh, uh, merge them, then that's cool too, because that means she basically can go between both shows, you know, anytime she wants to fight anyone on the roster, so. Overall, good
0: match, glad Becky won. Great way to end the night. And it was a great way to end the that WrestleMania portion of the night. I, and I mean to think
2: ending the night, when I looked at my clock and Becky was at the top of the stage by now, it was twelve twenty six. And they were still on the air. That's ending the night. Twelve twenty six.
1: Yeah, and you know, just um what uh Frock uh, Lesnar was saying here was um yeah, let's do it. You know, he was talking about how. Um, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought Is we're, we're trying to decide if we're going to stop for a bathroom break here. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, like about putting like Kofi and Daniel Ornn at the end or Seth, you know, in hindsight, sure, it would have been great to have one of those, just seeing the energy of those matches. But I think anybody that went on at midnight. The crowd was done. It yeah, didn't wouldn't sure. have mattered. You were going to be in trouble whatever match was on at the end. So um, it's unfortunate it happened to the women. Um, you know, So don't take anything away from those three ladies because no, no, they, no. they did everything they could to try to make people care about that match at 12 o'clock at night. So.
0: Just logistically, it's a nightmare when you, you have 15 matches. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, 15 Excuse matches me. to get through in that amount of time. Uh, and they were, you know, rolling right along. They did the best they could. Um, the, rock, the rock just threw a rock bottom at our car, so that's yeah, a little it's weird. A, it's, like, it's a nice, strong windshield safe. I don't know what that is. That's Looks like uh, some bird diabolically took a poop. I mean, I don't think your wife was going to get that one, but uh, hey, you know, uh, that that's good. We got the... Um, we got the uh, service center coming up, the Walt Whitman service area coming up here. Oh, sure
2: do have a Roy
0: Rogers. They sure do. They have a Roy Rogers. And uh, it's going to be some more time to give out some Dirty Ugly Wrestling Paraphernalia at the uh, rest stop. I'm going to do that. and uh, So we're going to wrap this up, Big Ugly, and we're going to put all these uh, segments that we've been doing together. We're going to put it up on a podcast, throw it up on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and wherever else you might want to hear us. Um, It's a great great experience that we had in the past couple of days, and I'm sure we're going to be watching more shows, having more podcasts, doing more stuff. Big Ugly, are you satisfied with this whole Wrestlemania weekend experience?
2: I am, man. I'm excited, and hopefully you get to do it again.
0: We will. Uh, one day down the road, and uh, we're going to get everybody to their first SummerSlam, and, and we're going to do all kinds of other good stuff. So, uh, that is it for us, the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. We're going home, And we're going to end this, as we always do. Thank you, WrestleMania weekend, Secaucus, New Jersey. Three, two, one. Deuces. Deuces. And we're done. And we're done. And we're done.